Culpa Barstool. Oh boy, we're gonna have some fun today. You know, it's been a busy, busy few weeks for me. And as a result, I actually haven't even updated the podcast in a few weeks, which is the first time I think in a while. But I'm gonna get to why that may be. Um, I do plan on keeping this updated more in the future and continue to go back to that uh, once per week schedule. But um, really the biggest news for me, and, and it's really going to end up being the, the basis of this whole episode, is the launch of my new uh, membership program, Power Hitters Club, and how I got to that point, how I progressed there, and, and really how that's the new vision for my business and really how it can apply to what you're doing and as you're thinking through your own product offerings. So before we get to today's episode, which is a good one, um, well, this is last minute. If you're checking this on Friday, which normally comes out, um, membership program, Power Hitters Club, go to johnlimmer.com slash phc special to get the special deal only available to people who basically were informed about it through the podcast, or my email list, or my Facebook page. Uh, just come to my website. It's going to be the regular old prices, which are the, the new special prices expire in a day Friday. However, if you heard this a little bit late, just make sure you send an email to jloomer at johnloomer.com. Let us know that you heard about the special deal on the podcast, and we'll see if we can hook you up. All right? I'm here to help you. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here with JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where usually each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Today, at about 9.30 in the morning, I'm working on a Flying Jenny Extra Pale Ale from from Gray Sail Brewing of Rhode Island. This is, um, I've mentioned a few times, good friend Amy Porterfield, she's awesome. Um, hooked me up with the Beer of the Month Club. And this month I got a whole bunch of cans. And this is one of them, the old Flying Jenny. So instead of pop a bottle, maybe it's, I don't know, pop a can? Raise a can. Cheers. All right, so, man, it has been a busy, 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 busy time. And what's so funny, and I'm so grateful for this, for once in my life, it's when I say I'm busy, I'm just swamped and overwhelmed. It's not because I'm overwhelmed with my with my work, working for the man. It's more about just the personal life stuff, the what's normally on the side that most people can't do because they don't have time to do it. And so I just got back from. I mean, as you, as a lot of you know who listen regularly, I've got three boys, all getting bigger. They are now 6, 10, and 13. Um, and two weeks ago now, well, we're huge Brewer fans, and we live in Colorado. We took a surprise trip, surprise flight to Milwaukee to take, take in their first Brewer games ever in Milwaukee. 
And that was just an amazing, amazing trip. Um, but it was exhausting. And also got to see my 96-year-old grandfather. It was just awesome. <laughs> um, and then when we got back, we really only had a couple days before we then had to take another trip, um, a drive into the mountains, the Steamboat Springs, for a baseball tournament because I am the head coach for my middle son and uh, we're in this travel tournament baseball league for both my middle son and my older son. And this is just one of the leagues they're in. They're also in the Little League and I coach that too. And so this is the first time we've done that where we've done both and it is maddeningly busy. Like I was, I was crunching the numbers today. When all is said and done, um, we're finally approaching the end. The Little League season is over except for All-Stars, and both kids are in All-Stars. Um, we're going to have about 50 games for one kid. Uh, they would have played this, this spring and, I guess, a little bit of summer. And that's a lot of coaching for me and a lot of baseball watching as well. Um, so the point being, I mean, it was an exhausting weekend. Um, our team went did great. Like we, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday tournament. We just tore it up on Friday and Saturday, won all four games. And one of the games on Saturday, I don't want to bore you with this, but it was just, it was so much fun. We played a really, really, really good team. We were both undefeated at the time. And we, we, were, we weren't playing well in the beginning, weren't hitting anything. My son was our first run in, in the second inning. And he even got on without getting a hit and scored without without a hit. And uh, we were just hanging around. And we came back at the very, very end. And it was the most exciting thing I think I've ever been a part of. And it was awesome. That said, come Sunday, we ran into a buzzsaw of a team that was just amazing. And we lost. And it's okay. But it was a busy weekend. Um... But the, the main point in bringing all that up is like, wow. So that's a lot of external stuff going on outside of my business. I would need more free time than ever before to pull this off. And really, I would need more revenue than ever before. And that's happening right now. And um, additionally with that, I'd need more help. And I, I'm getting more help. But the key here is um, I'm set up to be able to handle this now because of the model I've created for my business. Now, I'm not going to claim that my model is perfect. I'm still figuring it out. But it is now set up so, I can, so it can handle breaks. So really that my time from March through July, I'm going to be away a lot. And it, it, the business won't collapse hasn't so far feeling pretty good about it um you've probably noticed i'm writing way less lately that's partly due to the the model but partly due i just i just don't have as much time right now i do hope to get back to to more writing eventually though okay so now before we get to um really how where my business has come from and how i got to this model um i guess this was inspired today's podcast was inspired by a conversation I had with a woman in a one-on-one last week, I think. Uh, yeah, because because also we so we left on Thursday, so I only had I only made sure to to book only one on one one on one, and normally I have seven you can book that day. It's the only day you can book a one on one, and she was my only one. 
And uh, I found it really interesting because she was going through a lot of struggles I've gone through. But at the same time, she was also ahead of the curve as far as where I was and certain things, too. Um, but she was so she was in the earlier stages trying to move to a membership model, which I thought was a very, very smart idea. But her problem was that she had no time. She was dealing with these high maintenance, low revenue clients. They're bringing in between $500 and $1,800 per month. And you guessed it, she was managing social media, which I'm not going to say don't do it, but holy cow, I, I, it's really, I rarely see a model where it works in that not only is it scalable and you provide the services you want to people, but um, it's you're able to do it for a price that makes sense. Um, and especially if you're focused on small businesses, which I think for the most part she was, where they think, I just throw $500 at it, you take care of it, and it's easy, right? No, it's, it's a ton of work. So that was her issue, was that she wanted to move to this model. Um, she was trying to. She didn't have time to create all the content, do all the things she needed to do to make it a great membership and to attract people to this membership. So I'm not saying she put, she did it out of, out of order. Um, I think it's very, very smart that she, she started there, um, creating that membership model early. However, it's really, really hard to grow, um, to grow your business, um, to get attention without having the time to create a whole bunch of content. And since she doesn't have the time, she's kind of stuck, which I can totally see how that would happen. All right. So before we get to kind of an overview, I, I, I see it as five phases of my business and how I got to this membership point of, again, going from one to one to one to many and many to many. Let's take a drink. Cheers. Okay. So again, I was really proud of this, this woman that, that her early phase, I don't like to say it's phase one. I'm not really sure where she started, but she's already going towards that membership model. For me, phase one was a whole lot different. Um, <laughs> I guess it, I did have more time and I was writing a lot more content, but at the same time, I was making a lot of mistakes that she's making and many, 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 many other consultants make. I was taking whatever I could get. I was desperate. So um, I didn't even have a clear specialty. I was building websites for $500. Uh, I was trying to do Facebook strategy, a, a little bit of everything. I think I might have even done a, I don't know. I don't know if I ever did any social media management. But I was doing some project management, just low, low, low fees. And thought being, that we, I underpriced myself, first of all. The thought being that if I kept it at a really good price, I could get more business. And that backfires. There was no negotiation. I would come out at a price and they'd say no, and I'd bring it down. And it was idiotic. Okay, so that's phase one. And I'd say that's the phase that a lot of businesses are stuck in and you can't grow from that phase because what happens is you may end up with a lot of clients but they're high maintenance 
and you have no time to do other things and you're not making enough money to hire any good help. So you're in this no man's land of I need more time to do these other things and I wish I didn't have these clients but I can't get rid of these clients because I need that money and you're not really making that money that much money in the first place. So that was phase one for me. And I know a lot of people see something similar. Um, now phase two, I central to this is some great advice that I received. Um, I've mentioned his name many, many times on this podcast and everywhere else. But Marcus Sheridan, thesaleslion.com, awesome, awesome dude, public speaker, just a really smart marketing guy. Content marketing is his deal. Um, told me, he said, dude, he probably did say dude. That's not, you, know, you know Marcus if you do. Um, don't take anything less than $3,000 a month retainer. And at the time, I was like, you are nuts. If I do that, I'm not going to have any business. Um, but he was right. So in that phase two, I started telling people, any, anyone new who came to me, who sound, you know, a lot of them all, all were all high maintenance too. And I tell them, yeah, I could do that. It's a minimum $3,000 a month. And I kind of wince and hit send. Um, a funny thing, thing happened. Uh, first of all, I think doing that shows that you're serious. It puts a premium on the services that you provide instead of appearing as cut rate, which really I was. And I gotta say, it really was empowering to push away some of these bad, because before it's almost like, you know, people would reach out to me and say, you know, uh, um, and look as ridiculously high maintenance as possible, this long message and want, want me to do everything for them. and. You can just tell they'd be horrible to work for. But I feel like I'd have to respond. So I'd tell them, you know, here are my, here's my prices. And I'd be stuck with them. Now, um, I'm like, okay, um, I could potentially work for you, but it's going to cost X. And if you actually pay that, it'll be worth it to me. So sometimes I wouldn't necessarily say $3,000. i would say more. And a lot of people never responded. But that was okay, because when you think about it and you do the math, if I was previously taking business at $500 or $1,000, it would take several of those clients to add up to one $3,000 or $4,000 or $5,000 client. So I could lose some of those, no problem. So it was very empowering to push away those bad clients. I I no longer worked with these high-maintenance, low-revenue people. Um, I had less business. When I say less, it wasn't less revenue. It was just less, less clients I was working with. But as a result, I did less for the same or more money, actually more money. And I worked, I worked less. Yeah. I mean, that was the bottom line. I was worked less so I could focus on other things. So that was the start of moving in the right direction. Though, still, uh, if anyone, anyone who's in a service business, especially if you don't have help or much help, and I had no help in that early going, you know your entire time 
is focused on those clients. And so often I was thinking, thinking to myself while I was doing this work, boy, I sure wish I was spending this time working on my own stuff. And that would lead to phase three. Quick drink. Cheers. All right, so phase three uh, was experimenting with one-to-many back in the end of July of 2013. So holy cow, we're looking at close to a year now. I launched my very first training course, and I saw the financial impact of doing work once for many, many people. Key here, underline it, all caps, scalability. So like, even if I were to have one very high maintenance, one, I don't even say, just one high priced client that would bring in $10,000, that's less valuable by far than doing these training courses. Because yes, that training course takes a ton of time to, to, to build it. And I probably shouldn't have over-delivered the way I did because 43 videos and 43 written lessons and all that was crazy. However, it's doing it one time for what ended up being over a thousand people buying that course and people and people help spread the word to their friends, um, other business owners to work with me. Not just one, not just one client, but also people who were buying more stuff from me as I produce it. It, it was a very important move for my business. So now it's no longer just one-to-one. I'm slaving over all this work that no one even knows I'm doing except for this one client. It's these thousand people plus. And by far, and I ended up with more revenue this way. Like I was going out and people thought I was crazy. So some entrepreneurs um, who do what I do, make training courses and the like, like I was putting it out um, when it first launched, it was a prepay at $73.50. And again, I over-delivered with a ton of lessons, um, spent a heck of a lot of hours on it. People thought I was crazy for how cheap it was. But yeah, scales, scales, my friend. And um, when you get that, that revenue comes in, it just makes so much more sense than focusing on a single client or two clients or three clients. And a light bulb went off for me. So that led to phase four. No more clients. So, and this isn't, now I want to be clear here. This is the direction I went for many, many reasons. Um, I think the main reason being, um, I struggled with the fact that I would always feel like I wished I were working on my own brand, my own product, instead of someone else's. Um, Effective January 1st, 2014, I stopped taking on clients. I am client-free. I've been client-free for, I guess, almost six months now. And as a result, I focused all my time on training courses, building content, and then doing these one-on-one certain things where you just sign up for 45 minutes on a fly with me, where it's not commitment. 
And I eventually would raise the prices for those one-on-ones as well because I want to limit those. So now, not, not only have I raised the price, but I now only have a one dedicated day. It's Thursdays. You can sign up for those. That's it. Like it used to be, I would bend over backwards, set up special times for people. Saturday, sure. No. Now, Thursdays, you see my time on my calendar. Book it. If it's not there, I can't do it. Um, so I was, so not only did I get rid of clients, but I was kind of blocking off my days to help me focus on building my brand, building these training courses and the content. But, you know, I, I didn't really know I was doing this at the time, but it was really, really good for the rest of my life. Because I guess when I just made this decision in January, I had no idea how busy parenting was about to become when I when the coaching season kicked off. Because again, this was the busiest I've ever been coaching-wise. So I'm grateful that I made these changes because I don't know how I otherwise could have done it with clients. I probably would have really mismanaged these clients. But no longer an issue. So that's phase four. Um, I need a quick drink. Cheers. Okay, so again, phase four, I, I stopped taking clients, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go that route. Um, I would say that you can continue to take on clients, but you need to find a way to scale it, and that usually means um, hiring people to help and making sure you have the right pricing structure. Um, actually, a, a direction I have headed in, the, in this is I now refer people who have these requests because I feel like I'm leaving money on the table. When they have these requests to manage their ads, for example, I'm saying, look, I don't do it, but there's this guy I know who I really trust, and I do. His name's Andrew. He's written for me. He's been on my podcast before. Um, that he's awesome, and he can do it just as well as I could, and he, he'll do it better because he's dedicated to this stuff. I'll forward to him, and I've got a little referral program with him. So first of all, if you are looking for someone to manage your ads, you want someone who's using my methods um, and really ahead of the cutting edge on this stuff, let me know. Just send an email to jloomer at johnloomer.com, and um, we'll ask you a couple questions, make sure it's a good fit, and can potentially uh, forward you on to Andrew. So anyway... At least to phase five, the one to many and the many to many, which I call many to many just because I think it sounds right, but I completely pulled that out of my butt. I don't even know if the, that even makes sense, but I'll explain what that many to many means. I'm not the many is the main point. So there was a problem I realized pretty quickly with the courses. I had Power Editor course in particular, and if you bought it, no fear, it will be updated, but there is that need for updates. And with the one-time fees, it's like you paid that $73.50 or the $147 whenever you bought it, and that's it. You're a customer, you're in. But there's no recurring revenue for me. So I get this big rush, and then it trickles. Um, so, But in order to get another rush, I do need to update it. But, oh, man, it took so much time building it the first time. And as you know, with Power Editor, 
um, it's changed tremendously in a year. Um, so, but as I've said, with my time this spring and now summer, there's really been no time to do this. Um, so while I will be updating those, that this is an example of the problem though, the courses. It's you create all this content to, to sell, but Facebook makes changes and it's, and it's out of date and then it becomes less valuable. So, and it's the one-time fees. So that led to what I recently launched, which is a membership program called, I, I called the Power Hitters Club. I'll get to that in a minute. Key to this, and I've had oh, countless entrepreneurs tell me, John, you got to go in this direction. I even had customers saying, John, you got to go in this direction. And like everything else, I was slow to do it out of fear and out of, who knows, just silly things preventing me. Technical obstacles, like how do I do it? But also like, oh, how many people are going to sign up? Am I actually going to have a community? But the key here, membership program, monthly recurring revenue. And I'll get to my pricing structure in a, in a bit, but kind of like with launching the training courses, I didn't feel the need to gouge people. The main thing here was scaling, scalability. Get a bunch of people in the door. Big, big, big for revenue. So I have also hired help to, um, to assist me with this, with, uh, this private membership. But also, the community really supports itself. It's, it's awesome. I mean, as soon as we open the doors on the private Facebook group, for example, these are people who mean business. And, you know, I try to check in every day. Um, that didn't happen over this past weekend, for example, because of that, those, that tournament. But these people are so smart. They all help each other. So... Yeah, I try to help as much as I can, but there's so much value in it because they're the right people to begin with. These aren't the beginners. So the community supports itself, which makes it such a valuable model. So it's been a huge, huge move for my business. And that's why I'm so proud of that one-on-one client I had for starting it really before she had much of a community to bring in. Problem was she couldn't build it because she didn't have the time to create content. So let me explain then how I've set this set up this um, membership program because look, there are tons of them out there, and I will I did look at others as models, but end of the day, um, there's no right or wrong. There really isn't. So it's called the Power Hitters Club. And it, again, you, you followed the baseball ball theme for now. You get it. You, you might even be you know, kind of tired of all the baseball stuff, but that's why it's Power Hitters Club. They're even baseball bats in the logo. Um, so here's what it includes. It includes weekly webinars. So you may recall that I previously had weekly free webinars. I call them mini webinars. But those and those had a purpose. Now, a lot of people saying, "How can we give? How can you give this stuff away? It's so much value." It had a purpose, and that was building my email list. And I'd have to go back and look, but I believe I had four to five thousand, four or five thousand people who signed up for those weekly webinars. Um, but now that's part of this membership program. Second is a private community. 
So at least for now, it's all within a Facebook group. And I really struggle with this one. Like it makes sense for it to be a Facebook group because it's all about Facebook. But I don't completely buy into it being the best place um, for this community. Because let's say if you ask questions about a specific topic, I feel like it should be a little bit more structured, like a forum. But at the same time, I've heard horror stories of people using third-party tools, um, building on their site with a forum, and it just dies. Um, I can tell you, this Facebook group, immediately, boom, active. So I can't complain about that. It's been it's been really good. So I set up is completely private. Um, once you buy, you know, we'll give you the link for it. You make make a request, and then we, we'll let you in if we match up. You know who you are with um, someone who bought. Of course, there's some maintenance there so for anyone looking to set these up. Um, so what we're gonna do is every month, you know, check out the cancellations or people who didn't pay. We'll give them seven days before removing them from the group. So there is a mechanism in there to make sure that it's kept, you know, we keep it up to date with only people who are paying members. And finally, um, something that was kind of a throw in at the end that I think will ultimately be possibly the most valuable part of this. That's exclusive contents, excuse me, exclusive discounts only available to members. So, for example, if you go month to month, you'll be able to get 10% off on all my products and services. That includes one-on-ones, which previously I would not budge. I would not give discounts on one-on-ones. Um, there's a time I did. But I just, like, my, my time doesn't scale. But I wanted to provide value to being a member. And since you're, you're paying that monthly recurring revenue or providing that monthly recurring revenue, I'm totally fine giving you a discount. Um, but also 30%, or excuse me, 10% off on, on services, uh, on products as well. So my training courses too. Um, but if you pay up front one year, it's 30% off. So I wanted to encourage that. Um, it's funny because on one hand, I want them to pay up front because that helps, I guess, fund this going forward. But at the same time, if you want to go month to month, I end up making a whole lot more money. And if you do that for an entire year plus, but the key there is that I want, I want to keep you hooked and I want to build this community and keep it active. So getting people in the door for a year up front, um, I want to provide as much incentive there as possible. Now, so that's 10 to 30% off of my products or services, but realizing I don't have this huge library of products and services at this point, And those who are in may have already bought my training courses, probably did. Um, I am working with some partners who won't surprise you when I do end up rolling this out to provide their own unique discounts only available to these members. And what I want to, I'm trying to make sure is that, you know, you get a lot of these intro, um, intro deals where it's kind of a deal. It's more just like incentive to get you in the door um, where it's like, one month free kind of thing or six months for half off or whatever but then they hook you um i'm trying to avoid that what i want is kind of like what i'm doing with these training courses and my one-on-ones a straight flat 10 percent or 30 percent off or, or a full upgrade of what you would normally get 
um, to provide true incentives. So it's not a matter of fine print where eventually you're going to be paying as much as everybody else. So now, so that's, that's, those are kind of the, the benefits of this program, the way I laid it out. If you're creating one, feel free to steal. Now, the challenge, of course, getting it going. It was getting it going. And what I didn't want was to launch this community, um, this private membership, and we get five people in the door, and it's crickets, right? So that's one of those irrational fears, I think. Um, especially considering I have an email list of over 25,000 people. Like, it's not going to be crickets, but at the same time, I got to build it quickly. So I didn't even have the Facebook group open immediately upon um, launching this. Um, I made it a waiting period. And then once I got, I think it was 100 uh, members, um, then I announced that the Facebook group was open and go make your request to, to join the group. So then it was immediately, boom, an active community as opposed to one, two, three, four people in there. Hello, hello, right? Uh, but one of the ways I incentivized getting people in the door early, so not only was it providing pretty steep discount to anyone to any of my subscribers, um, and now my podcast listeners. So again, that's johnlimmer.com slash PHC dash special. So steep discounts on, on month to month and annual, but also saying, hey, take it for a test spin. First month, $1. If you want to do month to month, first month, $1. If you want to do annual, that $1 is worked into the price. So that was one way... I was like, and I'm getting a lot of people jumping in for a dollar. And we'll see, you know, ultimately how many of these people are retained month over month. But that was my strategy. Again, there's no necessarily right or wrong on this. That was my, well, I guess we'll see whether it's right or wrong in a few months. That was my strategy on, you know, overcoming that potential hurdle of an inactive community. Like, we got to make sure it is active. So, effective Saturday morning, all those prices are going to go to full price and there's going to be no more $1 option. It's going to be $97 per month if you want to do month to month. And if you're curious, yeah, there are a couple people I modeled that after. Uh, Mari Smith, I believe she's $97 per month. Kim Garst, I'm not positive. She might be less than 97 but I guess Mari uh, was was the, the the main people main person I modeled myself after there. Not a bad person to model yourself after. Um, now, if you do pay up front, you know going forward, there still is a discount, but it's not as steep as what I'm going in at um, here. Because for the the mem- I guess kind of like the secret price, the special price, it's like forty five percent off over paying the full price month to month. So, pretty big deal. Again, go to johnlimmer.com slash PHC dash special. One last drink. Cheers. Okay, so that brings us back to that client. Again, that client that I'm very proud of, but who she was running into many of the problems I've run into that, and many of the problems I think many others are running into and in that they underprice their services, their, their full service kind of firm, I guess, though they have very little help. 
And as a result, they don't have time to do some of the things that they need to do to move away from clients. So what did I tell her? I mean, first of all, awesome. Great that you are already thinking about this membership model, even if um, you don't have any members yet or you only have a few or you haven't launched it and you don't have time to launch or whatever. You're already heading in that direction. Um, so that's number one, way ahead of where I was because it took me almost three years to, to go this way. Um, next thing I told her, you need to increase your prices. Now, which is kind of uncomfortable because I know she already did, <clears throat> but not nearly enough. And I guess she, she did scare some away. Uh, she also mentioned one who she made them a ton of money with with an email and she's still getting I don't know pennies on the dollar compared to what she was able to make for them I was like oh don't do that um so my recommendation to her was what Marcus told me minimum $3,000 a month minimum retainer to get going you know going forward so okay maybe you don't mess with some of these clients. Maybe you let them, especially if you just increase your prices. But maybe you let them know that change will be coming eventually. Any new business that comes in, make sure it's clear, minimum $3,000 a month retainer. And the result of that, what's going to happen? You're going to get less business. Less people, probably. Probably. I guess that's not automatic. But it's going to be quality business. And you push away a lot of the stuff that took up a lot of your time and you're making no money for it. And eventually, maybe, if you keep up in your prices, maybe you're going to start whittling it down to one client. And that's fine. So, so look, you may want to eventually move completely away from clients like I did, but you don't necessarily have to. Um, you could move to one client or you can move to a model where you're a service agency and you hire people to do all these things for you. And you're kind of stepping aside. You hire a business manager and everyone else to manage all this stuff, and you have very little involvement. So hire more help. So that's ultimately what I told this person. And um, what I would tell you if you're thinking about going with a similar model. All right. Well, that's it. It is called our bartender. Asked her for the tab. Yeah, I think usually I say it's a male bartender. This time it's a, it's a, it's a woman. And she's awesome. She, she treated us well today. But I'll treat you well today as well. I'll take care of you. Oh, man, you drink a lot. But um, once again, you know, thanks so much for, for listening in. And I know it's been inconsistent lately, not only for my podcast, but for my content. Stick by. Um, we're about to pick back up. If you have any questions about um, my products and services or, um, again, if you're listening in late uh, regarding my Power Hitters Club, again, that's johnlimmer.com slash phc-special. If you're listening late and you you go to that link and you you can't get the special, um, just send an email. I'm here to take care of you. jloomer at johnlimmer.com. We good? All right. Thanks so much for checking in. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.